Hi, everybody. Welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and today I'll be talking about the U.S. Open, where I just concluded a role as Director of Command Center Operations in a marathon sprint of consecutive days from before the actual tournament until after the conclusion. My interest in tennis has been piqued with my coincidental love of leather white top tennis shoes, which was part of my podcast from June 4th of 2020, The Basics of My Basic Basics. From Wikipedia, the free encyclopedia, U.S. Open, founded in 1881, 140 years ago. Location, New York City, New York, United States. Venue, USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center since 1978. The surface is hard outdoors since 1978. Clay outdoors from 1975 to 1977. Grass outdoors from 1881 to 1974. Prize money in 2021 in U.S. dollars. million. Men's current champions, Daniel Medvedev in singles. Rajiv Ram and Joe Salisbury in doubles. Women's current champions, Emma Raducanu in singles. Samantha Stozer and Shu Zhang in women's doubles. The 2021 U.S. Open The United States Open Tennis Championships is a hard-court tennis tournament. The tournament is the modern version of one of the oldest tennis championships in the world, the U.S. National Championship, for which men's singles and men's doubles were first played in August 1881. Since 1987, the U.S. Open has been chronologically the fourth and final Grand Slam tournament of the year. The other three in chronological order are the Australian Open, French Open, and Wimbledon. The U.S. Open starts on the last Monday of August and continues for two weeks, with the middle weekend coinciding with the U.S. Labor Day holiday. The tournament consists of five primary championships, men's and women's singles, men's and women's doubles, and mixed doubles. The tournament also includes events for senior, junior, and wheelchair players, which coincidentally was quite a spectacle to behold, to see the passion, the skill, and the effort put in by wheelchair champions. Since 1978, the tournament has been played on acrylic hard courts at the USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in Flushing Meadows, Corona Park, Queens, New York City. The U.S. Open is owned and organized by the U.S. Tennis Association, USTA, a nonprofit organization, and the chairperson of the U.S. Open is Patrick Galbraith. Revenue from ticket sales, sponsorships, and television contracts are used to develop tennis in the United States. The U.S. Open employs standard tiebreakers, first to seven, win by two, in every set of a singles match. For the other three Grand Slam events, there are special scoring methods for a match that reaches 6-6 in the last possible set, 
the third for women and the fifth for men. In the French Open, the decisive set continues until a player takes a two-game lead. In Australia, an extended tiebreaker to 10 points is played, and at Wimbledon, a standard tiebreaker is played only if the game score reaches 12-12. As with the U.S. Open, these events use standard tiebreakers to decide the other sets. A little history. 1881 to 1914. The tournament was first held in August 1881 on grass courts at the Newport Casino in Newport, Rhode Island. That year, only clubs where members of United States National Lawn Tennis Association were permitted to enter. Richard Sears won the men's singles at this tournament, which was the first of his seven consecutive singles titles. From 1884 through 1911, the tournament used a challenge system whereby the defending champion automatically qualified for the next year's final, where he would play the winner of the All-Comers Tournament. In the first years of the U.S. National Championship, only men competed, and the tournament was known as the U.S. National Singles Championships for Men. In September 1887, six years after the men's nationals were first held, the first U.S. Women's National Singles Championship was held at the Philadelphia Cricket Club, the winner was 17-year-old Philadelphian Ellen Hansel. In that same year, the men's doubles event was played at the Orange Lawn Tennis Club in South Orange, New Jersey. The Open Era began in 1968 when professional tennis players were allowed to compete for the first time at the Grand Slam tournament held at the West Side Tennis Club. The previous U.S. National Championships had been limited to amateur players. Except for mixed doubles, all events at the 1968 National Tournament were open to professionals. That year, 96 men and 63 women entered and prize money totaled U.S. $100,000. In 1970, the U.S. Open became the first Grand Slam tournament to use a tiebreaker to decide a set that reached 6-6 score in games. From 1970 through 1974, the U.S. Open used a best-of-nine-point sudden-death tiebreaker before moving to the International Tennis Federation's best-of-12-point system. In 1973, the U.S. Open became the first Grand Slam tournament to award equal prize money to men and women, with that year's singles champions, John Newcomb and Margaret Court, receiving $25,000 each. From 1975, Following complaints about the surface and its impact on the ball's bounce, the tournament played on clay courts instead of grass. This was also an experiment to make it more TV-friendly. The addition of floodlights allowed matches to be played at night. In 1978, the tournament moved from the West Side Tennis Club to the larger and newly constructed USTA National Tennis Center in Flushing Meadows, Queens, three miles to the north. The tournament's court surface also switched from clay to hard. Jimmy Connors is the only individual to have won U.S. Open singles titles on three surfaces, grass, clay, and hard. While Chris Everett is the only woman to win U.S. Open singles titles on two surfaces, clay and hard. The U.S. Open is the only Grand Slam tournament that has been played every year since its inception. During the 2006 U.S. Open, 
the complex was renamed to USTA Billie Jean King National Tennis Center in honor of Billie Jean King, a four-time U.S. Open singles champion and women's tennis pioneer. From 1984 through 2015, the U.S. Open deviated from traditional scheduling practices for tennis tournaments with a concept that came to be known as Super Saturday. The women's and men's finals were played on the final Saturday and Sunday of the tournament, respectively, and their respective semifinals were held one day prior. The women's final was originally held between the two men's semifinal matches. In 2001, the women's final was moved to the evening so it could be played on primetime television, citing a major growth in popularity for women's tennis among viewers. This scheduling pattern helped to encourage television viewership, but proved divisive among players because it only gave them less than a day's rest between their semifinals and championship match. For five consecutive tournaments between 2008 and 2012, the men's final was postponed to Monday due to weather. In 2013 and 2014, the USTA intentionally scheduled the men's final on a Monday, a move praised for allowing the men's players an extra day's rest following the semifinals, but drew the ire of the ATP for further deviating from the structure of the other Grand Slams. In 2015, the Super Saturday concept was dropped, and the U.S. Open returned to a format similar to the other Grand Slams, with women's and men's finals on Saturday and Sunday. However, weather delays forced both sets of semifinals to be held on Friday that year. Hmm. In 2018, the tournament was the first Grand Slam tournament that introduced the shot clock to keep a check on the time consumed by players between points. The reason for this change was to increase the pace of play. The clock is placed in a position visible to players, the chair umpire, and fans. Since 2020, all Grand Slams, ATP, and WTA tournaments apply this technology. In 2020, the event was held without spectators due to the COVID-19 pandemic. An announcement that the wheelchair tennis competition would not be held caused controversy because USTA did not consult with the disabled athletes prior to it, as it had consulted with the players' bodies for the non-disabled competitions. After accusations of discrimination, USTA was forced to backtrack, admitting that it should have discussed the decision with the disabled competitors and offering them either $150,000 to be split between them, compared with $3.3 million to be split between the players affected by the cancellation of each of the men's and women's qualifying competition and reductions in the mixed doubles pool, a competition as part of the U.S. Open with 95% of the 2019 prize fund, or a competition to be held at the USTA base in Florida. The grounds of the U.S. Open have 22 outdoor courts, plus 12 practice courts just outside the East Gate, consisting of four show courts, Arthur Ashe Stadium, Louis Armstrong Stadium, the Grandstand, and Court 17, 13 field courts, and five practice courts. The main court is the 23,771-seat Arthur Ashe Stadium, 
which opened in 1997. A $180 million retractable roof was added in 2016. The stadium is named after Arthur Ashe, who won the men's singles titles at the inaugural U.S. Open in 1968, the Australian Open in 1970, and Wimbledon in 1975, and was inducted into the International Tennis Hall of Fame in 1985. The next largest court is the 14,061-seat Louis Armstrong Stadium, which cost $200 million to build and open in 2018. The 6,400-seat lower tier of this stadium is separately ticketed reserved seating, while the 7,661 upper seat tier is general admission and not separately ticketed. The third largest court is the 8,125-seat grandstand in the southwest corner of the grounds, which opened in 2016. Court 17 is in the southeast corner of the grounds, and it is the fourth largest stadium. It opened with temporary seating in 2011 and received its permanent seating the following year. It has a seating capacity of 2,800, all of which is general admission and not separately ticketed. It is nicknamed the pit, partially because the playing surface is sunk eight feet into the ground. The total seating capacity for practice courts P1 to P5 is 672, and for competition courts 4 to 16 is 12,656. All the courts used by the U.S. Open are illuminated, allowing matches and television coverage to extend into primetime. In 2001, the women's singles final was intentionally scheduled for primetime for the first time. CBS Sports President Sean McManus cited significant public interest in star players Serena Williams and Venus Williams and the good ratings performance of the 1999 women's singles final, which was pushed into primetime by rain delays. From 1978 to 2019, the U.S. Open was played on a hardcourt surface called Pro Deco Turf. It is a multi-layer cushion surface and classified by the International Tennis Federation as medium fast. Each August before the start of the tournament, the courts are resurfaced. In March 2020, the USTA announced that Lay Cold would become the new court surface supplier beginning with the 2020 tournament. Since 2005, all U.S. Open and U.S. Open tennis courts have been painted a shade of blue, trademarked as U.S. Open Blue, inside the lines to make it easier for players, spectators, and television viewers to see the ball. The area outside the lines is still painted U.S. Open Green. The total prize money for the 2021 U.S. Open was $57,462,000 and the largest package of all Grand Slams and the largest in tournament history. The attendance to the 2021 U.S. Open was affected by a number of variables, including travel restrictions from other nations, last-minute COVID vaccine protocols put into place by the New York City Mayor's Office, storm impact from Ida, and withdrawal from legendary seeds Federer, Nadal, and the Williams sisters, who, by the way, are still at the top of their form, although legends like Chris Everett and Jimmy Connors were considered veterans and too old to compete at a much younger relative age. Attendance in 2021, 631,134. 
2020, zero. 2019, 737,872 by comparison. And the source comes from the US Open and the City University of New York. Now, I can tell you that I had the privilege of working alongside a diverse, committed, hardworking crew of teams providing everything from ticketing to guest services to security to fire and life safety to player services to food and beverage to lost and found to transportation to medical court umpires to the ever vital facilities operations on the enormous grounds and the incredible effort exerted to masterfully execute the experience. I must say this was invaluable and provided insight into the workings, plannings, logistics and requirements to make the experience occur as smoothly as possible. This involves a titanic effort from all sides and the colleagues I work with displayed a passionate commitment to excellence. The atmosphere is infectious. COVID-19 protocols were put into play on short notice and the entire staff worked tirelessly to ensure the safety and protection of all attendees. The roar of the crowd as heard from outside any court or either of the stadiums was exhilarating to say the least. The grounds evoked to me the feeling of the 1964-1965 World's Fair. The Unisphere was, is, and always will be a beautiful piece of sculpture, a timeless work of art, and the New York State Pavilion in the background is an icon of design, and the vision of a future we have yet to experience, but we hopefully strive to embrace in unity. The shops, the food and drink, and the large screens showing the courtside action added to the enthusiasm and enjoyment. The entire place was filled with history, and the feeling of excitement was pervasive. The tireless effort employed to ensure visitors and spectators made the most of their time was something to witness. Everything from transportation to parking to ADA accommodations and constant safety concerns were in full swing the entire Open. I don't think I'll ever forget my experience at the U.S. Open. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, peace out.